Dive into our latest courses designed to enhance your bond with your furry friend. Whether you're a seasoned owner or a new puppy parent, there's something for everyone at dogspeak101.com. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Enroll now and take the first step toward a happier, well-behaved dog. Visit dogspeak101.com to browse our course catalog. Get 10% off all courses through February the 14th. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak Podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Hope you're having a wonderful week so far. Hope you're having an opportunity to go back and listen to some episodes. If you've not, sharing the podcast. And I hope you've had a chance to check out our Patreon page. Will you become a Patreon member, uh, support the podcast, and get access to uh, mini training videos as well as access to getting a question answered monthly um, on the air by me as well as some live events that we're going to be putting together via Zoom. Because, let's face it, nobody can really get together right now. So we will be doing some Zoom live events for our Patreon members, so please check that out. It's patreon.com slash dogspeak. Uh, you can also find the link in the show notes. So today's episode, I want to talk about resource guarding, as well as uh, dogs that tend to look like they are protecting you, uh, when in fact that it could be that they're protecting themselves. Uh, but the resource guarding is really something that we have uh, seen a lot of problems with. Uh, and a resource is anything that a dog finds desirable, anything that the dog finds um, that brings extra joy, I guess you could say, to their life. Um, and they will typically uh, guard it Sometimes in a very passive way, but sometimes in an aggressive manner. Uh, we don't want to have problems with resource guarding, and there are a lot of things that we can do to prevent resource guarding, but uh, once we have the resource guarding issues, how do we deal with it? Let's start out talking about uh, puppies or new dogs in the home. You know, one of the things that a lot of my clients used to do with resource guarding or, or just with puppies in general is when they're feeding their pup, they will put their hands in the bowl, uh, they will bother the dog while they're eating, uh, and they're doing all these things to help avoid resource guarding in the future. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you do things like that, you're actually increasing the chances of your dog developing resource guarding issues. When a dog feels that their resource is being threatened by having things around or people around or literally sticking hands in there, uh, they could easily become very naturally very protective over it. And then what's going to happen is they're going to start not trusting you that when you come to approach their bowl, maybe this time you're not just sticking your hand in, maybe you're going to take some food out. So this can cause a dog to become a resource garter. Um, and let's be real, it's not just dog food. It could be bones, uh, toys, it could be spaces, it could be other items like humans. 
but I'm going to go with specifically talking about uh, food-related items right now uh, because that is a common issue. You know, when you ever give your dog a special bone, maybe the first or second time they receive this bone, it is so yummy to them and it is such a reward they're, they're so scared that you're going to take it away from them that they may become a little bit of a garter. So resource guarding can be a natural behavior. We just want to make sure that the dogs understand that they don't have to guard things from us. They are welcome to guard it from other dogs. Uh, that's appropriate. We don't want to allow uh, dogs in the home to be stealing items from the other dogs in the home because that's bully behavior, and that will definitely create some resource guarding issues, but we're going to talk specifically about humans and resource guarding um, and dogs resource guarding edible items such as bones um, in their food. So if you've ever bothered your dog extensively while they're eating, I'm going to encourage you to please stop doing that. Um, you know, when a dog is eating, I think that once we put the food down, we need to let them know that that is their food. We have given it to them and that there is no fear of us taking that away. And if we can just start that in a positive association, in a positive way, you're probably going to avoid resource guarding. But if you go in and you continue to bother your dog with petting and touching or sticking your hands in the bowl or removing the bowl, you're going to teach that dog to be on edge when a human comes around. So I'd really encourage you to not do that. Instead, let's change the dog's thought process with humans around edible items such as food. So one of the things, even before you have a problem with resource guarding issues, you can already start your dog um, having positive associations with their food and humans. And it's real simple. Uh, when, next time you feed your dog, go ahead and put their food down, walk away, let them eat. Um, while they're eating, come over to their bowl, toss in something really yummy, maybe it's a piece of cheese, or a bite of cheese, I should say. Maybe it's a little bite of chicken or beef. Uh, maybe it's a little sandwich meat. Something that's just enough that it is going to make a big impact. And all you're going to do is walk over. You can good boy or good girl, toss it in the bowl, and then I want you to walk away. It's as simple as that. And you can do that once or twice during their meals. And what that will start to teach them is that when humans approach the bowl, it's a good possibility that something extra special will be tossed in. So instead of them resource guarding and blocking your way to the bowl, they are then going to start looking for some positive associations. So every time a human comes, they may stop and look like, hey, do you have anything? And that will create some positive associations. So if you have children, if you have friends with kids that come over, uh, they don't even have to do anything if you've made it a positive association. The dog's going to assume that almost every human maybe will toss something yummy in. Um, and so that is something that it's very easy to do to prevent resource guarding issues. The other is the same thing with edible bones. If you've got your dog uh, an antler or a trachea or something that they're chewing on, what you'll want to do is you don't go over and try to take it from them just to prove a point because that's only proving that you're being a bully. But what you want to do is walk over to them, get, again, toss them a little treat, and then walk away. So again, they start to associate positive things with humans approaching them with the bones. And those are a great way to start preventing any real issues from developing. 
And then once I get my dog really uh, good with that, I will start working on things like drop it so that the dog understands to drop something. And when they drop it, I will give them a reward and then I give them the item back. You know, if you take an item away every time you ask a dog to drop it, they're going to stop dropping it. So I like to use drop it for items that I have given them or they're allowed to have, but I just need them to let go of it for that moment. So that's really kind of our prevention. Now I want to really talk about if you are having resource guarding issues and your dog is a resource guarder. The very first thing that we have to do is we have to recognize when our dog is guarding, what the item is the dog is guarding, and what that looks like. Sometimes resource guarding can be as simple as the dog is chewing on a bone, you walk in the room and the dog stops chewing and puts its chin and head over the bone. Dog's not saying anything, you're not hearing any noises, the dog's just quietly doing that. Well, that is resource guarding. It's obviously not real severe, but if you maybe reach in there for it, your dog's going to give you a growl, a snarl, um, those type of issues. Now, with resource guarding, it can be a minor issue all the way to severe. I have seen severe resource guarding issues where a dog would attack if there was any type of food anywhere. Even if you weren't aware of that food, uh, the dog would notice it, and if you were too close, the dog would attack. This is obviously very severe and you need more than just a podcast episode for that. If you have that issue, you need to find someone who is a positive trainer who can come into the home and really help you with that. But for our purposes today, we're going to talk about mild to moderate resource guarding. Uh, whereas you're, you can understand the trigger. You can see what's causing the dog to be reactive. Uh, so that's the first thing is write it down. Know when these things happen. When my dog has a bone and he's laying on his bed in the living room. If I get within three feet, he growls. Okay, so now we know that that's kind of what our first trigger is. So we would want to start with our training outside of that circle. We would want to start at maybe four feet outside of that circle. The biggest thing you don't want to do is you don't want to become confrontational when, resource, when dealing with resource guarding issues. In other words, you don't need to go in and try to prove your dominance and try to physically control the dog. If you do that and your dog has a resource guarding issue, you're going to get bit and it's going to be your fault. So please don't do that. Um, the dog is not guarding something trying to prove that it is dominant because that's, and that's something we're going to talk about on another episode on dog training myths. Uh, dogs aren't trying to be dominant. It, that is not a thing that they're trying to do. They're not trying to guard their food to prove that they are more dominant than you. Um, the dog is just doing it because there's some type of history that the dog believes that this item that they really love is going to be taken away from them. And if you can think of an item like that, that you don't want taken away, uh, oh, you know what, let's take this for an example. Your car, right? You don't want your car to be stolen, right? So you lock the door, you're protective over your car, and you may have never had a car stolen before, but it doesn't stop you from being protective over this item that means a lot to you. So keep that in mind. That's the thing with dogs. They can show resource guarding issues and never have had an issue before, have never had a problem. Nothing's ever been stolen or taken from them. But it's just this natural, um, it's just a natural trait that, that you're going to have as an organism with a brainstem to protect things that mean something to you. You, you wouldn't want somebody coming and screaming and yelling at you because you're trying to protect your car and you're locking your car, 
afraid someone's going to steal it. That doesn't make any sense. So please, first thing is, um, you know, stay away. Well, I guess the second thing is to stay away from screaming and yelling. Don't try to dominate your dog and making them let go of something. Don't try to, to go in there and um, prove a point, right? Because that's bully behavior and you're going to teach your dog to not trust you. So no screaming and yelling, no using firm tones, do not use aversive training techniques. You're only going to make things worse and you're only going to take away the dog's ability to give you a warning. So those are the first two steps, okay? Number one, you need to recognize the resource guarding issues. You need to know what those triggers look like. When does your dog start the guarding? Number two, stay away from any aversive techniques. All right, so the third thing is we have to change the dog's emotion. And most behaviors that we get that are external, that are inappropriate, have an emotional backing. Um, in other words, the emotion is causing the external behavior. But if we can change the emotion to the dog, just like we do with the food and tossing something yummy in, then you'll get a dog that doesn't feel the need to guard its item, food, toys, whatever that may be for that dog. So, again, if you're having a problem, let's say that your dog um, is pretty snappy around its food uh, and you don't feel comfortable walking up to the bowl. That is okay. It, the best thing you can do is either feed your dog in a crate or feed them in a small room with a baby gate at the door so that the dog cannot get to you. And what you would do is you would basically start out by walking up. Regardless of the dog's behavior, you would just, good boy, good girl, toss in a piece of yummy extra treat and walk away. And you'll do that uh, maybe three or four times to be, be basically based on how long it takes your dog to eat. But you're not going to go in and hover around the dog. You're not going to stay sitting with the dog. You're not going to pet the dog. You're not going to continue talking to the dog. You're going to walk up, toss something yummy, and walk away. You're not going to make it any more of a big deal than that. Uh, and like I said, just do that maybe three or four times. If your dog is a fast eater, you may only have one or two times that you can do that. If your dog is a real fast eater, one of the things that I like to do if I have a dog that is protective over their food is I will split the meal up in four basic measurements. So if I have a dog who's eaten one cup, I'm going to feed him a quarter of a cup at a time. And what you'll do is you will put that quarter of a cup of food in there. You allow the dog to eat. Then after the dog is done eating that, you'll walk up toss something really yummy away from the dog and the bowl. So the dog has to walk away from the bowl. He walks away from the bowl. You can put another quarter of a cup in there and then walk away. Let the dog eat that. After the dog is done eating that one, you come back in, toss another treat away from the bowl, put another quarter meal in there, and then walk away. And you do that for the entire meal and you'll do that for several days. And then you can start to where you're feeding the dog a quarter of the meal. As the dog is eating, you can come in and throw some extra food in it. Uh, but you can always go back to just tossing some yummy treats as well. There are several little things that you can do as far as the technique itself. Uh, you know, whether you put extra food in, you put extra treats in, you remove the bowl and put food in and then put it back down, you can do that. The biggest, if you see that the most common denominator here is changing the dog's emotion to you approaching the bowl. If you're approaching the bowl screaming and yelling because the dog is guarding, the dog is going to continue to guard. If you approach the bowl and you toss something yummy, regardless of the dog's behavior, then you're going to be teaching the dog that you approaching means something good, not bad.
Now, if you do have a dog that tends to maybe growl um, and, you know, when you're walking up and it's at three feet from the bowl, your dog is growling, again, try to stay at um, beyond three feet. So maybe three and a half, four feet, and then just toss. Uh, don't try to approach and get real close. You will slowly decrease your distance for resource guarding, uh, but you know don't get the dog to where they react. You don't you don't want to necessarily see that external behavior. Uh, we want to change that emotion without them continuing to practice that external behavior. So that's why knowing exactly what causes your dog to be protective and what that looks like is important, so that you don't cross that line until your dog has gotten um, you know. A little bit better with it then you will slowly start decreasing your distance decreasing uh, the expectation of the dog and so forth resource guarding can be a serious issue um, you know this is we're just touching on it here in a podcast it's hard to really get into the details of resource guarding and fixing that on just a podcast episode um, however we will put together a video for our patreon page um, and we will have that posted at some point uh, we're trying to post videos a couple of times a month, but we will put that on there so you can see how that works. Uh, you know, we just want to make sure that you're getting some guidelines of start out before your dog has an issue of making things, uh, you know, making a positive association when your dog has something they really enjoy. And if your dog likes to chew on a bone but is protective, put them in a crate or in a room with a baby gate so you don't have to get close you can just walk near, toss something yummy, and walk away. But if you do have serious issues with it, please reach out to find someone. We do deal with resource guarding issues on a regular basis. Um, it, says it may be more than what you can get from a podcast episode. So I do encourage that. Now, if you have a dog who protects you, and let's say a small dog is sitting in your lap, and another dog walks up or a human walks up, and your dog is having a problem, uh, maybe tries to guard that space or guard you. In that situation, we can also change the emotion to where that person can walk up and give a really yummy reward. Uh, if it's another dog that your dog is kind of protecting you from, you can also reward your dog when that dog approaches. Uh, if the dog gets too worked up, I do like to interrupt the behavior by just removing them from my space. So if I have a dog sitting in my lap, my human walks up, and my dog growls, if I'm not prepared to kind of give a yummy reward, then I can just kind of do a that's enough and remove the dog into the floor. And then I can invite the dog back if I want. But it's again, it's the same concept. It's just changing the emotion and making things positive. It's not screaming and yelling. It's not telling the dog no. It's not spanking the dog. It's not doing those things because you're only going to make it worse. You've got to make sure that you're using positive associations and understand that when your dog is giving behavior externally that looks really inappropriate to you, there's a really good reason they're doing it and it's going to start internally and it's going to start with associations. So we need to make sure that we are looking at the dog as a whole and not just the external behavior so that we can help the dog have a better life and stay safe and have the appropriate manners and keep the dog away from um, having any type of issues that could uh, turn severe in the future. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I know it's it's just kind of a basic uh, on dealing with resource guarding, but like I said, it it's, can be a little bit challenging depending on what your dog is guarding, how they're guarding it, what that looks like. But just know that the biggest thing is please stay away from irritating your dog while they're eating. 
please don't stick your hands in their bowl and take their food away and then give it back and then play with their food. How would you like someone doing that while you're eating? If someone did that consistently while you're eating, more than likely you would start guarding your food as well. So there you go. There's that week's podcast. I do hope that you guys like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Uh, You can find all the links through our uh, notes, our show notes. You can also find everything on our Facebook page, Dogspeak 101. Uh, And really, if if you feel the need um, or the ability, we would love for you to be a Patreon member so that you can join us on some live events as well as some question and answer sessions. If you have any ideas for a podcast episode that you would like for us to cover, please send us an email, info at dogspeak101.com. We would love to look at your ideas because, frankly, sometimes... I get stuck in a box and I can't think of anything new. So if you guys throw me some ideas, I would appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys listening and supporting uh, Dog Speak. And uh, we're just very grateful to have you as a part of our Dog Speak family. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week and get out and train those dogs.